This is episode number 115 of the Reno Slant, and we have to wait at least another month for Nevada football. Welcome to the Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable. Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of The Reno Slants, the weekly yearbook can now legally go to the bar, buy a beer, and have no questions asked. I'm sure it'll get carded, but it's 21 now. Weekly yearbook number 21. They grow up so fast. We're not going to pretend that weekly yearbook hasn't had a few drinks with friends before. Just now it's legal. So congrats to weekly yearbook number 21. Mountain West football, the season has been... Not postponed, but delayed officially as of about 30 minutes ago. I'm glad we were a little bit slow pushing the record button today so we could get that in. What does that mean for Nevada's non-conference schedule? Because that was supposed to be, um, I believe, the week of Nevada's Mountain West opener. Now that would be when Nevada's very first game is at the earliest. Reno 1868 picked up a nice win Saturday at Vegas, a really great uh, finish to a really strong road trip to open the restart for Reno 1868. Adam looks for some good news, and I have a bone to pick with both the NBA and Major League Baseball. Our guest this week is Reno 1868 head coach Ian Russell back on the show uh, good catching up with Ian. Had him on my radio show a number of times. Had him on the podcast last year. Talked about the turbulent return, not just from a soccer perspective, but from a scheduling and logistics perspective with a couple positive tests that delayed or postponed a couple games. Asked if he has a goalkeeper controversy on his hands and did a little preview of the upcoming three-game homestand. For slants, we're doing social. We're talking Nevada cheerleaders turn Raiderettes. Big balls and cornhole. Weekend plans. The NFL Hall of Fame game was supposed to be this weekend. Let that sink in. Man, this thing sucks. Uh, the first golf major in almost 13 months. Tease off this weekend. And then we'll wrap up the show with Random Reno. Before we get to any of that, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast. You are all helping us get closer to our goal of reaching 1,000 downloads per week. We did 526 downloads last week, another really great week for us. That capped off a month of almost 2,400 downloads, which was our biggest month ever, July was. Our uh, monthly listenership, I should say, doubled from last July which is really awesome considering there are a lot more sports happening last July than there were last July. All of you guys, thank you so much. If you are not already, please make sure that you are subscribed and that you're following us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. I wrote a couple blog posts this week on therenoslant.com because Adam's a bum, was at a wedding this weekend, was not doing any writing. I wrote about whether or not Nevada football players actually want to return 
this season. That's become a huge talking point with the Pac-12 Unity Group, uh, the Big Ten Unity Group, and uh, just do players want to play right now? So I wrote about that, and then I previewed Reno and Vegas on Saturday. We also have new merch. New shirts are available. Men's t-shirts, women's tanks, $24 a shirt or tank. Uh, please make sure you're, t- you're checking those out. And if you really want to help us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads a week, please tell a Nevada friend of yours to check out the podcast. That would be really helpful. Quick programming notes. We are going to take next week off, by week next week for the Reno Slant. That'll be our first week off since uh, in at least a year, I think. Really? Um, I thought we t- I thought we took a week off in January. Didn't we take New Year's or Christmas? Oh, you're right. You're right. We we took New Year's New Year's off. So first one in eight months. Eight months. Got we're lazy. I'm, I'm I'm giving us too much credit here. Uh, but we, so we will be back the following week. We need a need a bye week. Need to rejuvenate, and then uh, we'll be ready to go for episode one one six. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you, as always, by Toyabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from Jay Shipman. The best podcast in Northern Nevada. The Sharp Brothers put out a fun and entertaining weekly podcast that covers all facets of Northern Nevada sports. Mixed with equal parts national sports, local, current events, and guest interviews. Every episode seems to fly by. I look forward to this podcast every week. Uh, so, Jay Shipman, we certainly appreciate the love. Make sure you get in touch with us, and we'll shoot you two free rounds to Toyabi Golf Club, a $135 value. Toyabi Golf Club is a super quick drive down 395 south from Reno and Washoe Valley. Acquired by Duncan Golf Management last year, they just launched a new loyalty program. Uh, pretty sweet. Basically, you can win free drinks, lunch, free rounds, a free round plus a dozen golf balls, depending on basically how much golf you play. It, it works out to essentially you, you buy a round, you're going to get a free drink. You buy a couple rounds, you're going to get a free lunch. Uh, you can check out more information there at DuncanGolfReno.com. You can certainly book your tee times, not only to Toyabi, but Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, and Dayton Valley. Again, at DuncanGolfReno.com. This week's show also brought to you by Sage Advisors. Sage Tax and Business Advisors is a holistic multifamily office based here, uh, down here in Vegas with strong Reno ties and can help literally anyone, yes, you listening right now, develop strategies to reach your goals of financial freedom. One of the founding attorneys, Matt Winters, a Reed grad, uh, went to Nevada. He was on the show last week for Sage Advice Number One, which actually got a lot of really positive reviews. Seems like you guys seem to enjoy that. It was very different. Looking forward to keeping that going. Uh, We'll have Matt on again the last show of this month. The founding attorneys have over 30 years of experience and provide a wide range of solutions from tax-efficient finance to asset protection and estate planning and everything else that falls in between there. Sage Advisors is uniquely situated to handle every potential legal or financial situation you may be facing. You can check them out today at sageadvisorsnv.com or call in at 702-444-7970. Again, that's sageadvisorsnv.com or you can call in at 702-444-7970. Before we get into weekly yearbook, Number twenty-one, bro. You uh, you put out the teaser of all teasers on Twitter this week, and I had people texting me. Adam's talking about making big moves. What is going on? 
I had to say I don't know what's going on, but I did know what was going on. Um, obviously relevant to the podcast. You had to text mom and dad before we actually dropped this so you can tell them first. Uh, but what's going on? We will be headed back west, Isidore and I. We decided yesterday, day before, I think it was, whenever I sent that tweet out, it's coronavirus, COVID, my days are all mixed up. Anyways, um, her classes will be on- online in the fall. Uh, where is week. west? Where is Where is west? West is Reno, going back to the dirty <laughs> art. <laughs> we're just headed west. It's like Oregon Trail staff. Don't we know where up, we're going. We're just going we're west. Load, load up the wagon, see where, we, see where the wheel breaks off. Um, but yeah, no, we decided it would be best to just go back there, kind of hang low for the winter. Um, classes online. Obviously, I'm still working for my company out in Reno. They're not even going to open doors anyway until January, but we're just going to lay low, get some cold, colder weather for the winter. Um, our lease is ending in 10 days before that. We didn't know where we were going, what we were doing. So, uh, yeah, I tweeted that, uh, tweeted that out the morning that we were kind of talking about it. I was about 99.9% sure. I think you had texted me shortly after I tweeted that out, but, um, yeah, then later on that day we made it final. So excited to be back in the dirty R and the thing I am honestly the most excited about other than moving back to Reno is wearing sweatshirts again. (laughs) <laughs> well it wasn't something that just popped up this weekend and happened you've been you guys have been talking about this for a while possibility of, of moving back to reno yeah yeah exactly yeah so to be fair i mean i've i know i've been i've been forward with you about it this i mean i don't even know how long it's been a possibility it's probably been going on for a while a, a month two months that we've been kind of upon oh, more, more than a month i actually uh, a, yeah a couple months a couple months at least yeah exactly so it's been yeah so yeah, I mean, kind of letting everybody behind the curtain here, but like we've been kind of pondering, you know, pros, cons, obviously what we're going to do. We're going to stay out here. We're going to go back there, you know, which is going to save more money, where we're going to make more mm-hmm. money, you know, basically all that type of stuff. But yeah, um, honestly, also just feels good to have a decision because yeah. <laughs> we've been going the last couple of months, not really knowing if we're going to be in Florida or Nevada. So um, that also feels good. You're, so you're going to save a ton on rent because you're moving back in with, with mom and dad for the interim. Mm-hmm. How many times when we're recording is Dad gonna walk in and try to get on the podcast? Uh, I'm gonna guess that's probably gonna be a weekly thing, if not bi-weekly, <laughs> by episode, beginning and beginning and end. Selfishly, I'm I'm most excited for. So you're gonna do a stop in Vegas. I'm gonna give you a bucket of shirts. And when people buy shirts, that means you get to go drop them off, <laughs> and I don't have to go to the post office. <laughs> And it's going to save us a ton on. Sh- it's expensive to ship these shirts from Vegas just to Reno. USPS um, dudes bleed us up, dry. We end up we end up pretty close to breaking even on these yeah. shirts between what we paid to to buy them and then ship them, package them, postage, all those things. So with you being in Reno, we might actually make a couple bucks now. Maybe maybe we'll stop short. Maybe we'll stay in Carson City. I can't make that drive up to Reno. That's too much too much time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's gonna be that's gonna be the other fun part though. A fun slash not as exciting part is the drive. Right now, it's posting in anywhere between forty and forty two hours. Not jealous. How does how does Tyson do in the car? Tyson does great. He does real good. He lo- he does like what Griffey does, where you know he puts his paws on the middle thing and just on the console. Yeah, yeah, his console. We did get one of those like I don't know what you call them a dog. It's like a dog the cover on the back seat. Yeah, we exactly. We got one of those. So that's taken care of. The other major concern is our car, 2002 Mazda Tribute. It's been a champ. Um, yeah. I do have fears of that thing blowing up somewhere in, in between Oklahoma and Texas. Um, that is a mm. that is a legit concern. <laughs> that is a concern. 
yeah. that'd be a problem. That'd be a serious problem. But you know what? I'm I'm ready to you know start a new life in Texas or Louisiana or wherever it may be. I told, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll start serving at a restaurant again. I'm not afraid to go back to that lifestyle. You know, that's well, what it is. Well, you guys are basically going to sell everything off. The only the only reason you're driving is one, I guess, that car, which you could probably sell. Honestly, it's not like this thing's mm-hmm. freaking sweet, but it's the dog. Hey, the thing is freaking sweet. What are you talking about? Brand new tires. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the issue is that we are looking. So as, as I think I've stated before on the podcast, I've been a very hard anti-dogs on planes person. And I was um, having a deep um, disagreement with myself because we started to ponder that possibility of getting like uh, Tyson license to be like an emotional support dog or whatnot and bring yep. him on the plane. But we, Isidore and I were struggling with the fact that anytime Tyson sees anybody, he goes absolutely ballistic. So we were, we were just imagining walking through any airport with him just going absolutely bonkers and then trying to excuse, you know, make the yeah. excuse that he's a support dog. So, um, yeah, ultimately that's why we're keeping the car and driving it across. And we had looked at rentals and, you know, I think dad found one for like 300 bucks or something, but. Oh, wow. We've pumped so much money into that Mazda since we got here. I'm not ready. We're not ready to let go yet. I think most airlines don't allow boxers. I mean, maybe it's different if they're emotional support dogs, but the short mm. nose because they don't want the liability if you know the yeah, pressure yeah. gets weird and they can't breathe and they suffocate or whatever. The airlines love them don't want the liability. We looked at that with Griff when, when I thought I was moving. To, we thought we were moving to Florida. Mm-hmm. And they went was a no go. Yeah, that's so we saw that. Um, that's you're true. That's right. A lot of them won't do it. And especially too, when we were flying in last April, um, a lot of the airlines aren't even taking checked dog, checked animals at all. Wow. Like has to be on the plane. So yeah, big moves. We're excited. Um, I think I'll be more excited once that 40 plus hour drive is also done. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the benefits will be that, uh, with you guys stopping in Vegas, I think the way it's gonna work out timing wise is we're going to get to do an in-person podcast yeah it's been i'm trying to think when the last I think time we've we only, i think we've only done it twice we've or only once i think was that the one we had aaron on there where, like, where we it was christmas when we were home for christmas and we did one i i i know we did it two years ago i can't remember if we did it last year hey once a year someone's got to do it yeah it's gonna be, be it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird though not looking through the shout the squad cast screen i know i wonder if we'll be like awkward like this is weird you're in person yeah <laughs> yeah i know just like you're more than just a torso and a head. <laughs> okay, let's get into weekly yearbook number 21. What'd you uh, find to start it off this week? So I'm going to stick personal with my first one as well. I was up in Washington for a wedding. I just want to say it was a good time. I know some of my buddies that I talked to uh, up there, Mason, Wyatt, Cash, uh, you know, you guys haven't seen in a while. It's good to see all them. Um, there, a couple of them were saying they were listening to the podcast, so we got some Let's Nevada, go. got some Nevada fans up in Washington. Um, other than that, Burgerville had to hit it up twice. So nice, you got to go that twice. Um, that was massive. Uh, then other than that, it was just a good time, and it was like at the end of the night, it started getting you know like in Washington when it doesn't get super cold in a summer night. It's got that brisk kind of chill in the air. There wasn't a single cloud in the sky. Mm-hmm. It just felt good to feel cold air. I feel like I haven't <laughs> felt cold air in so long other than an AC. Um, yep. It just, man, that that warmed my heart. But yeah, no, it was a good time up in Washington. It was a short trip. I was glad to see everybody. But yeah. uh, that that was my second personal story for the yearbook. 
what airline did you fly and are you going to roast them for how they handled things flying during a pandemic man i got issues and i got beef here we go let me get you start let me first off delta good lord so the only reason i even flew delta i'm gonna we're we're an american airlines family here through and through the only reason southwest okay get your love out of here southwest i got my i bought love stock today oh Lucky you, dude. We got Not Warren, to brag or anything. We got we got Warren Buffett on the podcast. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, Delta. They the only reason I even had money for them. We had a receipt because I had bought in pl- plane tickets. I don't know if you remember back in March to fly to Reno for work because these are the cheapest options. Okay, boom. COVID nineteen hits. Hey, I want my money back. They go, huh? Sucks to suck. You have now have a travel coupon that you're gonna have to like deal with an operator, and that's how you're gonna. So I was like, okay. That's a pain. So I've been sitting on so I've been sitting on this money in Delta for forever. Okay, whatever. We get our tickets. Middle seats blocked. Chill. Delta. Love it. Love it. You guys, COVID-19, block half the plane. I don't care. Put me in the put me in the cockpit. That's all fly. Anyways, <laughs> I fly from Tampa to Atlanta. Short little hour flight. Good. Everything's cool. The plane's relaxed. It's nice and breezy. Nobody's coughing. Nobody's doing anything suspicious. You know, it's Everybody's 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 on edge on the plane, you know, double masked up. Anyways, I get on the plane. Here's the yeah. Here's the big big butt. Okay, I get to Atlanta Hartfield, the most massive airport I've ever been to. That airport is huge. Anyways, I get on the plane in Atlanta. You know, you're sitting on the plane. It's a little warm, but you think maybe they just haven't started the plane. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe the AC is not running. I'm sitting there. I am not even kidding you. Sweat is starting to drip from my forehead. It is so hot in this plane. The entire five-hour flight from Atlanta to Portland, there was no AC. Oh, no. No AC. I I had sweat dripping down my forehead. It was so hot on that flight. So, Delta, you are now on my shit list. There is a reason this American Airlines fan. Man, I will... I was trying. I was trying to be positive, but no AC on a five-hour flight. Are you kidding me? Well, there was a theory floating around back in March and April that the Rona couldn't stand the heat. Maybe the Delta CEO still prescribes that theory that we're just going to kill this thing. Yeah, get your uh, chlor chloroform or whatever, and we're going to heat this thing out. <laughs> That's like oh, there's so many people who are mad that you just said that. <laughs> so <laughs> many people. <laughs> heat works. That's what I meant. <laughs> Okay, uh, my first one, we we managed to get over 18 minutes in this before we even started talking anything Nevada-related, so that's on you, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of stories. The big news today, obviously, was the Mountain West really being one of the last conferences to decide what they were going to do from a scheduling perspective this fall. News just dropped about, about 45 minutes ago now that fall sports cannot start until the week of September 20th. The, the they worded it super weird, but it would basically work out to the opening weekend of college football season, at least in the Mountain West, would be September 26th. And what that does is basically buys a month for, for Mountain West football. Now, the, the opener was supposed to be three weeks from Saturday, mm-hmm. and that's the that feels so bizarre. I have Phil Steele's college football previews sitting here on my desk. And I have, I've just thumbed through it. Last year, I read that thing, studied it like it was, I was studying for a test. And now I look at it and it's like, it's mocking me. Just sitting there. (laughs) You want to look at it, look all the information in here, but it might not be relevant. So I'm struggling with that. Uh, 
that Mountain West is going with an eight plus two format, which essentially means you have eight conference games and you have up to two conference games or non-conference games to pick from. You can use all two. You can use none. Up to each school's a discretion how they want to do that. Nevada had three non-conference games left. The Arkansas game was already wiped out. It could mean completely different opponents. It could mean reshuffling the deck. Here's what Nevada had before the news today. UC Davis, August 29th. UTEP, September 12th. Those are both home games. And then at USF in Tampa, September 19th. You tell me which one of those is the outlier. USF's gone. That game's gone. (laughs) And now we'll basically come down to the Big Sky with UC Davis and Conference USA with UTEP. If Nevada is going to play both of those games, one of them, none of them going to play someone completely different. You're seeing some conferences allowing teams to play conference opponents as non-conference games. That may be where Nevada ends up with this just because it's just getting so complex. The weave of who gets how many conference games, when's this, when's the season starting and conferences are going kind of at their own pace here. The Mountain West did create some flexibility in terms of the the championship game, which is really smart. This is what the Pac-12 did first and was widely celebrated. That game will be either December 5th, December 12th, or December 19th. It's a beautiful shit show at this point. (laughs) It's chaotic. It's stressful for me, and I just have a weekly Nevada sports podcast. I can't imagine being a coach being a player, being an administrator, trying to figure this out. And people don't want to talk about the money behind it all, but money the money that this season will generate or would generate is so vital for athletic departments. And the thought of not having that, not generating that revenue, it gets scary in a hurry. When you start looking at it, Nevada is already an athletic department that I believe operates at a, at a loss. And now you're going to take away its biggest revenue generator I don't know how you navigate that. And we have so many armchair ADs right now saying what you should do and what you should not do. It's I, I don't know what it's like trying to balance an athletic budget as a college program. The illusion is that I'm printing cash, and that's not the reality, especially in the Mountain West, especially at Nevada. Um, so Doug Newth is not getting a lot of sleep right now. Um, I am not envious uh, of his situation. Doug, it's a simple solution, though. You take the budget, you get a private chauffeur, roll like a big baller down to the legacy, and you put it all on red. <laughs> put, it all- put it on black. One of the two. Put it on green. Hell, I don't care. Put it on something. No, definitely not Definitely not red. Black put, would play better. I'd say put it on green. Then we could have football seasons forever. We, oh, could have, we, could have, we could have three football seasons if it hits green. Put the entire budget, one roll, do or die. Either we're out of, either we have no money or the Coronos have no money. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> that is how we save football season. Yeah, we bankrupt the biggest casinos in Reno. I need, I need in the in the name of football. Hopefully, we can have Doug back on here in a few weeks, and I'll, I'll ask him that. What are your thoughts? Okay, hear me out. <laughs> he's like, I've been cash out the budget. Okay, he's like, he's like, I've been trying to say this since day one. Nobody's buying. <laughs> uh, so obviously, we're we're joking here uh, to really cover up the pain and the hole in, in my heart at the reality that we're facing. As hard as we're rooting for football season to happen, it is just impossible to ignore the reality that we're all facing right now. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's every single day you see a college program has to shut it down for a week because they had 10 kids test positive or whatever it is. Is playing football more a greater threat to kids' health than not playing football in terms of exposure to coronavirus? It seems like every story we hear, it's there's some tie to a party or some gathering where athletes were at, and that's how it spread. It wasn't at the sporting of, and it's hard to trace it. I get that, and that's not necessarily scientific, but that's that's the story we're being told. So the idea that if they're going to play this fall, the athletes are suddenly going to stop going to parties, are going to stop gathering. That's that's foolish. That's not going to happen. If you are a, especially at a major program, let's say you're at, for, for example, Peel You. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Peel You. I <laughs> uh, just say University of Washington, just because that's, that, that's our school. If I'm the big man on campus, I'm QB1, I'm a starting linebacker, I'm a, I'm a popular dude. All right. And now you're going to tell me I can't go to parties, I can't go see my friends, I can't go flex my status on campus that's half of the reason i've got into this thing in the first place and it's, it's just foolish to think that's not going to happen i mean northwestern this week had to shut down practice for a week because they had one positive test and this is one of the things we talked about um, we've talked about for a while is it's either trying to live with the virus or waiting for a vaccine and then we can approach life sports the way we were before because these positive tests are going to happen. And if you're shutting it down for one positive test, that's simply not sustainable. We saw UConn, uh, the first FBS program to shut it down this week. It's uh, it's not looking good. I wrote a blog post in early April saying I'm officially worried. And I am more worried today than I was back then. Mm-hmm. It's coming quick. The UConn, the UConn one kind of stopped me in my scroll. I was mid-scroll. When the Yukon one kind of flashed up and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet today that was so funny. I should have retweeted it. Like the, the Yukon news, it's significant, but it's also a little bit, huh. The, the metaphor they used was, it's like removing anchovies from the power rankings of top pizza flavorings. Yeah, that's a good point. You're like, it's like it's it's on there. It needs to be considered, but it's, a, it's, it's the first thing that's going to go. It's Yukon football. It's it's whatever well what they did is they brought some they brought some spotlight to their program otherwise UConn football is always just like a bland program like yeah. other than other than the civil conflict they have with UCF the most notorious rivalry Huge. in the history yeah. of our nation uh they obviously fly under the radar so good on, actually probably good on them for hopping out and just being like you know what We're, they're, they're like Duke removing quitting the NCAA tournament before the they're like removing themselves before the NCAA tournament was even going to happen they are removing themselves from any sort of national championship mm. consideration by not participating <laughs> yeah. in the season. Yeah, UConn says, we are removing ourselves from consideration from the college football playoff. Exactly. We, we are, are going to step out of there. We're going to be the bigger people. We're mm-hmm. going to step out. We're going to be socially responsible. We are no longer in pursuit of the college football playoff. Exactly. They are doing That's this and then they're doing this in the name of the committee to make it easier for the committee. And I respect it. You have to respect it. I, w- I was hoping to. My notes before today was talking about the fact that Nevada opened fall camp on Friday, which feels like a nothing burger. Now, I don't know what they do now. 
the season pushed back a month. If they do, they wind it back to a, a couple practices a week and try to stagger it out and minimize potential exposures. That'd be mm-hmm. my guess. The biggest takeaway so far has been the silver helmets. Yeah. I've seen, seen the guys rocking. Those are new. Real nice. No one has said anything about these things. They just keep posting the videos like we're not supposed to acknowledge these are brand new helmets and there's nothing going on. So obviously we're going to latch on to the only thing that we can. And right now it's the silver helmet. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> it's what's been going on. It was not addressed. It was not addressed. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. My next sports news is re man. I got to get my English here. I've had one too many LaCroix tonight. I'm going to redirect this to the other professional support professional sport oh my gosh there it is major league baseball now we've seen it in the last week two weeks we've had the marlins originally the cardinals and they're starting to have series be postponed this is where we're kind of seeing the other side of the coronavirus is how much um how much give does the league have and these teams have between you know people showing up positive are they able to contain it are they becoming full-on like the miami the florida one was you could argue it's a full-on outbreak. They had like 15 guys or something that ended up testing I think positive. the Cardinals had 12. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that's what you now have had two teams with quote-unquote outbreaks. Um, and the one thing that did not make me feel any better about it was Mr. Manfred, this the le- best leader known to man. He basically said that he thinks the players are doing a great job so far and that there is nothing to worry about. So in other words, the MLB is in major trouble right now. I have something to, to say about Major League Baseball and the NBA, my third point. Uh, my second point, though, also pro sports, local tie, the Reno slant, Adam. Uh, mm. Nice win for, for Reno 1868 Saturday night in Vegas. Sat down, watched this thing from start to finish, crushed some claws throughout, had a nice little Saturday evening. Tara wasn't necessarily thrilled to <laughs> spend Saturday evening watching USL soccer. I enjoyed it, though. Come on, uh, Tara. So- <laughs> Team player. Reno scored a goal relatively early, and then Vegas kind of flipped it uh, late in the second half. We'll talk with Ian about this game in particular uh, coming up here in, in a few minutes. But Reno now 4-0-2 all-time versus Vegas. Undefeated versus the Lights following the one nothing win on the road. Has won three straight, or shut out the Lights, I should say, in three straight. And Reno now in the driver's seat in Group A. We talked about... How good Reno has been against the three other teams in Group A, Sac, Tacoma, and Portland. That's already starting to come to light here. Reno just needs to finish in the top two. And Portland is terrible. Terrible. So basically, just got to finish top two out, out of three as of now. Reno has outscored its opponents eight to three through four games this year. And now going to play three straight at Greater Nevada Field with no fans. I didn't realize how hard... Um, Eric and Reno eighteen sixty eight front office was pushing to have fans at the game this weekend, but Eric was putting a few things out on Twitter. Eric's the, the team president, and they made a proposal to Sisolak, who same guy who shut down golf courses this year because those are apparently a huge risk to spreading coronavirus. Said no, which I, I don't know why that would be a huge shock. Um, <laughs> I was a little bit more surprised that they were ma- making the push. I, maybe this homestand they're trying to trying to make it happen. I don't know. I don't know what the optics would be of that. I'm trying to get fans together. I know that they put a ton of thought into the plan they would have had together and how they would have spaced out fans. Would have been cool. Would have been kind of, I don't know if refreshing is the word, but that would have been a reason for optimism, just kind of seeing that sports. Oh, yeah. Some, fans, some fans in the stands. Um, 
So no fans there, but there will be three straight uh, starting Saturday versus Tacoma. We'll have the preview on the RenoSlant.com. Quick plug there. Um, and speaking of no fans, other news this week, no fans at Allegiant this year uh, for, for Raiders game. So we're going to have this jewel of a stadium that's unbelievable and uh, no fans. Big old Roomba. Tough scene. <laughs> Very tough scene. You want me to end up my good? You want me to end my segment on my good news? I know you don't have anything else, so I feel like I don't have a choice here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we pretty much hit all my points. Dirty R, UConn, Major League Baseball. My good news: the Reno. I'm struggling this week. The Rhino poaching has plummeted 53 percent during lockdowns, extending five years of success in South Africa. There's the, good news. There's less rhinos being hunted. Yeah, everybody's got to stay indoors. So there's fifth. There's been a 53 percent plummet of poaching in South Africa. The That's poacher, good. The, the, the poachers like the yeah, poachers. We can't, we can't. We can't risk getting exposed out in the Sahara <laughs> by ourselves. Can't break this rule. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure it's. I mean, I would anticipate with the less less people out in general, they could fo- hyper-focus more on if people were poaching. It'd probably be easier to see or keep in track. But then again, I have no idea what the terrain is like out there. That's a totally uneducated guess. Um, but yeah, the poachers, they got some morals. I'll put it that way. They're that's, falling. A to- that's a totally uneducated guess. That should be like the tagline for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that was totally uneducated, but it's true. It's true and tell all your friends. And tell your friends to tell friends. This question, this website that you have found, credibility was called into question when they said Britain's not smoking anymore during the pandemic. <laughs> and I have questions about this stat as well. You don't believe the rhino poaching? I don't believe that poachers are saying, you know what? Coronavirus. They say we should stay in the house. I think we should stay in the house. I mean, maybe over there, their culture is a little different. Some rules are pick and choose their rules. I guess. All right. My, my last point before we go to our conversation with Ian, I have a bone to pick with Major League Baseball and the NBA, both of them. You guys have been gone for four months. You come back. You get a ton of credit for trying to make it happen through this. NBA, the bubble seems to really be working. Major League Baseball, I don't know what fans have really expected playing outside a bubble that the players didn't want that i've gone on this rant already but you black games out through this you're black games out through this you're making it uh so fans cannot watch games you've got to be joking me nba i have never seen games blacked out on the espn app before i don't know if it's because i don't watch a lot of nba regular season basketball and it's only the regular season they're technically doing that from but that's brutal what the hell are we doing right now? Blacking games out. I tried to watch Lakers rappers Saturday. I tried to watch Lakers jazz Monday. Nope. Are you really asking me, NBA, to have a, a Los Angeles cable package here in Vegas? And even then, is, is it blacked out in, in Los Angeles? Because the idea of blacking out is encouraging people not to watch on, on TV, but so you go to the game. Not only am I not in Los Angeles, I certainly can't go to the game. I'm not going to drive to Staples, even if it was in L.A., but it's not. It's in Orlando in a freaking bubble, and you're making me here in Vegas unable to watch it. I do, I do not understand that. I don't I don't understand that at all. Um, I swear if they're doing this during the postseason, 
and they're blacking games out. Uh, I, I try not to, like, you have no problem going after people on Twitter. You'll twag, t- tag people, make fun of their hair or whatever. You, you, you let me know. I'll, I'll fire on all cylinders. I fired a few tweets off this weekend. Yeah, you've, been getting a little, you've, been, you've been getting a little testy. A little, little feisty. A little, little too, feisty. One too many white claws. In Major League Baseball, same thing. You guys are freaking morons. We've talked about this before. There are people taking shots at Rob Manfred right now for what's happened in Miami and St. Louis. I think those are cheap. You can bag on Rob Manfred for a lot of things. The positive tests right now, what's he supposed to do? The players said no to a bubble. They're going to be outside a bubble. They're players. They're athletes. We're talking with, with college student athletes, what that would look like. They're pro athletes. They don't want to sit in the hotel room. They're going to go out and socialize. And what's Rob Manford supposed to do? Sit outside their hotel room and say, where are you going? No, no, no. No, he, he can't do that. So shots of him over the positive test, I think, are cheap. Uh, but for this, squarely on his desk, why are you still blacking games out? Why are you still doing this? This is something Major League Baseball. You're trying to create exposure for a sport that's dying. It's boring. It's slow. You need people to see your product. And I'm trying to watch Mariners A's this weekend. Major League Baseball says you cannot watch the game in Las Vegas because we want you to watch the game in Oakland. What the hell are we talking about? Vegas is 500 miles away from Oakland. And I can't watch the game because I don't have the Oakland cable package. Get the hell out of here. So NBA, Major League Baseball... I, I, the the blackout thing already, I think, is stupid. You can come at me with the economics or whatever, but doing it now, especially, get bent. That's that's terrible. Yeah, they're not they're not the they are the players commissioners, but they are not the fans commissioners. They're making they're making that very apparent during this. The, the both these you would think baseball opportunity probably to get some more eyeballs. NB, I'm sure the ratings right now are obscene. Why are you limiting the ceiling? intentionally yeah baseball especially that's i mean you hate to say it but it's like it is dying people can do not watch nine innings anymore and it's like while you have the opportunity to grab more eyes go for it yeah don't be don't be limiting them especially if people are rooting for that base the fan base they live near tyson agrees you're you're putting sponsors on the mound you're putting sponsors on jerseys you're breaking all of the rules it's getting so weird this year you're doing 16 teams in the playoff you're doing a 60 game season but the one thing you're going to hang on to is blacking out games that's the one thing okay some things are tried and true jesus come on man ron manfred Okay, let's uh, let we'll, we'll uh, do a, a hard shift here. We'll kick it to our conversation with Reno 1868 head coach Ian Russell. Covered a lot of ground. Uh, won't tease it too much. We'll, we'll go straight to it. Here's our conversation with Ian. Oh, Kevin he just went up the invisible ladder. Ian was just telling you, but awesome to have you back on. Appreciate you uh, making the time. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been. I think it's been a, about a year. Since we had you on yeah, last year, uh, it's been a, a long while. Any, anything going on last couple months? Well, a lot of <laughs> nothing, to be honest. Yeah. What'd you uh, What'd you do for for quarantine? Did you lose your mind? You find something to stay productive? What were you up to? Well, we did a lot of Zoom meetings with uh, the team. Um, mm-hmm. We were able to get a lot done. Actually, um, had a long time to. Uh, strategize and do a lot of technical <laughs> stuff on zoom meetings so um we did a lot of that so our team yeah. was t- 
together, but not really just over the, over the internet. So, yeah, you personally, you, uh, I was asking everyone this when we we're actually in quarantine, were you crushing any Netflix or are you soccer oh, only? Yeah. I mean, we did some Netflix, but there was a lot of, um, a lot of soccer, a lot of family time, yeah. which was good. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever had any time like that where I'm literally just at the house all the time. And yeah, my two kids were not in school. So I became the teacher during the day. So I hope I never have to do that again because it was, <laughs> they were revolting against me. I was, I was going to ask, cause you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're a coach, but I mean, you're, you're teaching out there on a regular basis. You're managing people, different skill set. I'm sure uh, <laughs> trying to teach the kids. It was one of those where like, we're trying to, I mean, my kids are pretty young. They're six and eight. And, um, my oldest one's doing like, addition but you know carrying numbers and mm -hmm. i'm like this is how i learned it well my teacher doesn't teach it that way so we're not we're not doing it that way i'm like really i go it's the easiest way nope we don't do it that way so it was just it's whatever they're doing nowadays is way more complicated than when i was doing it. i'll tell you that much it sounds like a recipe for uh insanity it was it was not <laughs> not fun um so let's start talking a little bit of soccer here. Uh, you guys restart July 19th, a, a tough last-minute loss at Sacramento. Then you're supposed to go up to Tacoma. That thing gets postponed. Then you're supposed to play Portland. That gets postponed. Push back to Wednesday. Uh, strong result there. Then you go to Vegas this past Saturday. You know, before getting into, like, actual soccer, what was that just like from a travel perspective, a logistics perspective? Because from where I'm sitting, that was a nightmare. Yeah, it was. So, obviously, the Sacramento game was our first of – the season four months uh with no game didn't play very well um and then we come back and i knew it was going to be a tough week because we were going to have three games in a week mm -hmm. and that was tough it's always tough but having not played for four months it made it even tougher um so we did have a you know a positive test for covid so mm -hmm. at that point decided it was probably not the best to go up to seattle nor did seattle want to play us at that point Right. Uh, Portland did not want to play us either. Uh, so we were able to push that back um, till, you know, it was three days later. Our right. test came back negative. I think they felt a little more comfortable playing the game. Um, and so we went up there and got a good result. But, um, man, it, it's been tough. I mean, you're preparing for a game. All of a sudden, we're not flying out the next day. So it's just been it's been very strange. Yeah. So you did get to come home. You weren't sit in the hotel twiddling your thumbs the whole time no we came home okay. and we were supposed to leave that next morning um okay. so we all had to come in late get tested and then mm -hmm. we decided not to go on the trip um then we got tested again before we went to portland um, okay and the test came back better that time sure uh, you know, you guys I and mean, the USL as a whole in a, in a unique position in that you guys are going, you're operational, and, you know, we see what's happening with the NBA. It seems to be going pretty well. They're in a bubble. Major League Baseball starting to have th their issues. Mm -hmm. And you guys are, you know, Major League Baseball, they're traveling They're traveling privately. You guys are tra traveling commercially, yeah. which adds another layer to this thing. I mean, I mean, how much are you talking about the guys about what they're doing off the field? Because so much is on the players in the USL and Major League Baseball and what they're doing away from the field in being able to play the season. Yeah, I mean, that's been a huge talking point. Um, even during quarantine, um, I said to the guys, you know, we've got to be careful. This thing's pretty serious. We 
I was doing a Zoom meeting. I probably shouldn't even say this, but one of the players didn't have his um, I guess you know how you can on Zoom you can put the little moniker where you don't actually see the the person. Yep. And I was like, hey, I'm not gonna say his name. I said, hey, can you you know turn that off so I can see you? And he was on a boat with a bunch of friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and he wasn't in the state. He's I'll just put it this way: he's on the East Coast, somewhere very warm. On yeah. the East Coast. So uh, <laughs> I'm just like, hey, man, we got to take this seriously because and then everybody got back um, and they were serious. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, they're they're young guys. Um, yeah. A lot of them are, you know, from 19 to 24, 25, and they live together and they're going to have times where they're doing things together. And at one point they, um, you know, we're probably having a little barbecue or something. And yeah some guys got it from that. There you go. And, uh, it's about not, you know, it's, it's weird because normally you're, you're battling to stay healthy for not getting injured on the field. This is more yep. like you need to stay healthy. First of all, for your safety long-term, nobody knows what, what this thing's going to do to you. Um, mm -hmm. and secondly, you get quarantined for two weeks. Um, so you can't play and you right. may infect somebody else. You may infect someone that can really have a problem. So, um, they're taking it very seriously now after a couple guys test it positive. Awesome. Yeah. You know, they're, they're young guys, as you mentioned, too. And that's one of the reasons I'm so concerned about college football. I think the idea that they're going to operate, operate outside a bubble with college students, they're not going to go to parties and go out, I think is. Yeah. It's, it's a nightmare situation. So for you, I mean, you're trying to make sure that guys are being responsible off the field. At the same time, you're trying to prepare for opponents and, and navigate, which is, you know, basically a sprint compared to how long your guys' season is normally. Yeah. Are, are you able to not think about, man, it's doesn't take much for this thing to completely fall apart. Yeah. Um, there's been times already last mm -hmm. week, you know, with uh galaxy two had 12 guys test positive. There's been a bunch of cancellations and, you know, I'm talking to my staff. I'm like, I, uh, it's not looking great. And then there's other times where, games are being played and so it's just yeah it's on it's on the verge i'll, I'll just say it's it's not comfortable mm -hmm. um because safety's got to be first and yeah. we are traveling um it's tough um i just hope that we can get the season completed with everybody staying healthy yeah That's, you know <sighs> i know it's just su such bizarre times right, right now i mean if you had told me last year that this is the situation we were going to be in i mean it had been like the most unfathomable thing right um and now here we are so let's talk about something a little bit more fun we'll, we'll yeah. kind of shift our minds a little it's actual soccer okay. so uh sack loss tough results then you have the positive test you're staying home you're going to play no you're not trying to figure out what's going on between and you got in two road games and you throttle portland and what i thought was a really impressive win saturday in vegas hang on late yeah um, to, to get three you get six points in those two games you gotta be thrilled with how the guys kind of capped that road swing yeah i mean the portland game kind of set it off we played really well the whole game um we were comfortable we were up 2-0 they did get a goal against the run of play which actually gave them a little bit of life um, but we were able to, um, score two more, um, mm -hmm. brought in some, some substitutes that, that did a really good job. The Vegas game was, um, one of the best first halves I've seen in a long time from us. It was, it was really good. We created a bunch of quality chances. We should have scored a few more goals. Um, about the 65th minute, it got a little, little tough. They, uh, mm -hmm. made some changes. They threw a lot of numbers forward. Um, I think we got a little bit fatigued, 
because of the short turnaround. Yeah. And it was 108 degrees. Yeah. Um, but we got through it, and I think we learned a lot from that game. We actually went through the video today on what we could have done better at the end of that game. So I think that was a, a big moment for us that we got the three points and were able to kind of take take the learning um, messages from that game sure. and apply them to our next game. Sure. One of the guys, you know, for me, who has jumped off the screen watching games is this Cristiano Francois kid. Uh, yeah. he, he is electric. I mean, two goals versus Portland. He had the assist on Brent's crazy goal yeah. a, against Vegas. Uh, what can you say about what he brings to the squad this year? Because he is a lot of fun to watch. Right. Um, so he was our biggest target in the offseason. Um, so his team in Ottawa, um, they folded this year. They're actually – they were mm-hmm. – they made a great decision by folding, by the way, because uh, <laughs> the season's weird. But it was a Canadian Federation type thing. So all those players became free agents. So I, I quickly mm-hmm. went. Our staff looked at every player on that team. And um, he was the one. I'm like, we need to get him. Um, I think he has a chance to get to MLS. Um, mm-hmm. So I convinced him to come to Reno. And he's, you know, he's been electric. He's, uh, I mean, he's so quick and he's tenacious. Yeah. He doesn't stop working. Um, defensively, he's gotten really good. So I think he's going to be a, a main, a, a big factor this year. He already has. When you're trying to, you know, re- basically with free agency, re- recruit guys, it's got to, I would think, help your affiliation w- with yes. San Jose. Like you're playing in front of these dudes all the time. You're going to be on their radar. Yeah. I mean, we've sent a bunch of guys to the earthquakes. We've also sent two other players to MLS teams from Reno. So we've, I think we're probably top two or three in the mm-hmm. whole league of sending guys to to MLS. So I, that's a good right. recruiting tool tool for us for sure. Yeah, uh, in that first game uh, against Sacramento, uh, one of the things stood out to me was was Ben Bury in net. I mean, Reno is his professional debut. I believe that was he had right. six saves, which was the most ever for a Reno goalkeeper in debut, and like third most ever yeah <laughs> um for, for one game and then the wins over vegas and portland you went to de la Cerda. um is de la Cerda the guy we're doing by committee what's going on there well um there were i'll put it this way there was an injury um okay. with ben so um ben wasn't able to play in those two games mm-hmm. uh but de la Cerda has done a good job they've both done really well so it's yeah um big decision time for me coming up this weekend for sure yeah, I was gonna say your your defense this year. I think you've allowed what two goals this year, three goals in four games. Pretty strong. Three goals, yeah, three goals, and um, obviously the late one in sack. Um, yep. The one in Portland was definitely against the run of play, but I mean it's been good that we've been really strong um, defensively. Mm-hmm. I think that starts from our forwards, though. It starts from Corey just putting pressure on, and then just yep. straight up the middle with with our midfielders and getting into sure. a good press. Uh, looking ahead now, you know you're four games into a 16 game schedule. Uh, you got three straight uh, at home now. It'll be first yep. home games of the year at Greater Nevada Field. You got Tacoma Saturday, Sac Wednesday, and Portland next Saturday. You got to feel like there's a real chance for you now to create some separation between you know yourself and that three spot in terms of you know putting yourself in a good situation for a playoff spot, top two in Group A. Yeah, I think these next three games are really important. Like you said. Um... If we can get some solid points out of these next three, we're going to put ourselves in a really good situation um, for the rest of the season. Yeah, which is usually a marathon. Adam and I make jokes about sometimes how long your guys' season is. It's it's insane. Now it's down to 16 games. Does does that change 
your approach at all, kind of how you go about it? Well, I mean, I told the guys we have to have a good start um, because you don't want to dig yourself in a hole because there's not there's not a lot of games to get back out. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the first two years here, we started slowly. Last year we had a good start. And obviously this year we're having another good start. But you just, you know, typically in a 34 game season, you can have some hiccups here and there, but they're just costlier now. You know, the games that we need to win, we got to win them. The games that we play well, we got to get our points. We got to steal a few where we don't play as well and get some points that way too. Sure. Well, hopefully you got nine points coming for you. Uh, yeah, that would be this, great. Over the next week. Ian, as always, appreciate making the time. This is awesome. And please stay healthy the rest of the way. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon, Nathan. That conversation is brought to you by Tipsy Elves, which was co-founded by Reed High School alum Nick Morton. Tipsy Elves is one of the most successful Shark Tank stories ever. They have fun clothing for life's most fun moments and life's most memorable moments. That includes shirts, shorts, tanks, hats, glasses, socks, fanny packs, and masks. I don't know how much these masks are limiting exposure. If there's one chance, there's science on both sides of this, wear a mask. Wear a mask over your mouth, wear over your eyes, your ears, ever, every orifice for the next three months because we need football this fall. Nathan Schaup, MD. That's right. That's right. So pick up your mask or any other fun things at tipsyelves.com today. And when you do exclusively for you guys, make sure that you use promo code SLANT20. That's going to earn you 20% off checkout at tipsyelves.com. Again, that's promo code SLANT20 for an additional 20% off at checkout at tipsyelves.com. That conversation with Ian Russell also brought to you by Nevada State High School, which wants to help high school students to be college students in Northern Nevada take on less student debt. Northern Nevada juniors and seniors can take real college classes taught by real college professors in Nevada State High School is going to take care of tuition while helping them integrate into the college environment. It has saved students anywhere from five to $80,000 in tuition. That is a ton of tuition. They're providing a real college experience. They're going to help students develop personally, academically, and socially with a proven personalized process for college success. They missed no instructional time uh, this past spring due to coronavirus. They went 100% virtual, immediately missed no class. So if you have a son, daughter, niece, nephew, uh, neighbor, friend of a friend, your neighbor, neighbor's uncle's college roommate's son, who you think would benefit. You can check out more information at earlycollegenv.com. Again, that's earlycollegenv.com. We'll run some slants. We'll start with social. Got shut out on the take line this week. We had two last week that were building some momentum and then uh blank. Left us hanging, Andrew. Come on. Andrew's been been MIA for a while on the take line. Uh, I might have to do some searching when I get to Reno, but busting <laughs> down some doors, see where we're see what we're doing. So we'll start on Twitter. John Mackey asked a couple parter, uh, one for you, one for me. Mm-hmm. For you, Adam, how do you confuse these two up and coming Nevada hoops players, Zane and Kane? You do mix them up a lot. You just said it, Zane and Kane. And to my defense, I am half awake watching uh, watching any of the tips from last season. East Coast time, just a reminder again, I am three hours ahead. Those 
late night tips are tipping off at 10, 11 o'clock here. Um, I'm usually having an adult beverage or two, so my head is nodding back and forth a couple times. So to my defense, late at night, Zane and Kane sound very similar. Couple things. They do sound similar. You mixed these up brutally just a few weeks ago. You can't blame that on the time zone. I can blame it on whatever I'd like. COVID's messing with my head. <laughs> can't think of anything straight. They play different positions. One is super tall, one's not as tall. It's just, it's, there's no excuse, I feel like. You just like to divide people into their own buckets. I just think they're in the same team. <laughs> there you go. That's a much better excuse. A question for me. Can friends of the pod recommend guests? Absolutely. I've had a number of people reach out and uh, recommend guests. We've followed through on a couple of them. I think we've had a couple of them actually on the podcast who it was not my original idea. I've had listeners recommend. I would be super interested to hear from Tara's friend who is a former PAC cheerleader. So I think with this, I think I mentioned last week that we had dinner with um, uh Tara's friend, former cheerleader, who's now on the Raiderettes. And I think that's what we're talking about here. I read this question last night to Tara, and Tara was like offended because she's mm-hmm. a Nevada cheerleader. Ooh, and yeah. she's thinking, what, you guys don't want to, you don't want to hear from me? Old you don't hear from me? What's going, what's going on? Uh, if you guys want to hear, hear from her, I'm happy to reach out to her and see if she wants to come on. Uh, she has a really wild story. She, to- she told us that something like 1,200 girls tried out for the Raiderettes. Really? And they took less than 40 and she made it. They did almost all, they did a lot of it virtually. Then they did get together for like the final round of cuts or whatever. Cutthroat. Seriously? Yeah. A lot of pe- it's a lot of people. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to her and see if she, see if she wants to come on. Uh, I, I, I don't hate the idea. Uh, Fake Matt Mummy asks, who has the bigger balls? Reno Skyline. Do you get it? <laughs> Yeah, Silver Legacy. It took me a little bit to get that where the question came in. Big old ball. Reno Skyline or the confetti guy in Houston when Chris Jenkins hit the game-winning shot in the national championship? So the latter is Chris Jenkins, Villanova, hit the buzzer-beating three, the firework, whatever guy, lit it off immediately. They had to to review it. So confetti was going down there going crazy. They had to actually check it. Um... I'm gonna say Reno Skyline. I you're in the moment. Oh, you're in you're oh. in the moment there. You have the crowd going crazy. The three goes. You can't help but push the button. You know it's just one big button, and you've been waiting to push that thing. No you've been, way. You've been waiting. Once they tell you that you're the button guy for the national championship game, that you get to push that thing. How excited are you? And then it ends in that fashion. You cannot wait to push that thing. That's natural reaction. That's not balls. That's not courage. No, that guy's yeah. got the the biggest kahunas the world's ever seen. That guy, that guy told the refs who won the game. He said, "Look at your little review TV, all you want. Villanova won this." That's what he said. He said, "Game set Jenkins." That's what he did. <laughs> I think the fireworks guy gets to gets to decide who wins it. He's like, "I already pushed the button. I can't reload it. The game's over." That's what I'm saying. He's like, J- he's like, Jay Wright already hung his hug- hugged his players. You can't make him give a sad hug after he gave them a happy hug. Jay Wright was the last person to celebrate that championship. The very last person. <laughs> he's, he was always so casual. He's just like, I guess we just uh, won another game. Yeah, That's what he looks like. North Carolina was done mourning the loss by the time Jay Wright finally said, you know what? Okay, we should probably celebrate this thing. Yeah, well, hey, big kahunas. <laughs> Chris asks if 
the Mountain West goes to a 10-game all-conference schedule. What 10 games do you want to see on it? I would want to skip Air Force and Wyoming personally. This question expired quickly with the news today. Mountain West going 10-game schedule, but not all-conference. Eight plus two. If it was 10, Nevada would only skip one team. We're not a math podcast, but 12 teams in the Mountain West. Nevada is one of them. That leaves 11 potential opponents. You're going to play 10 of them, so you only skip one. The correct answer today, tomorrow, and forever is San Jose State. Ooh. It's been a while Man. since we got a jab in at San Jose State. That felt good. Yeah, they've been flying under the radar. I mean, <laughs> pissing me off. Bring them up. What are, you, what are you doing over there? It depends a little bit on the objectives here for the season. Are you, are you thinking just trying to get to seven wins and get to get to a bowl, then you don't want to skip San Jose State. You want to skip Boise. You want to skip Wyoming is going to be good this year if you get a play. Um, maybe San Diego State. However, if you have big aspirations and you're thinking Nevada can get to not only the Mountain West Championship game, but uh, improve bowl, you know, if maybe if they don't win the Mountain West Championship game and they're, they end up you know, that would be the Las Vegas, not Las Vegas Bowl. It's, is it the LA Bowl now? The SoFi Low? I don't, I don't know what it is now. But if you're thinking it's not that bowl, you know, then you don't, you want to improve strength of schedule. You want to miss San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Air Force and the, Wyoming are both going to be legit this year. Headed to the Rose Bowl. Although Air Force is down uh, Hammond. He, he lost his status as a cadet on campus. That's a big blow to them. Did they ever, did they, I saw it. Did they ever say what he did? Is that uh, like they keep, have, that, they keep that internal or what? Usually, they usually don't share any of that stuff. Classic Air Force. couple questions on Instagram. Marcus asks, do you think the Shout family, Shout family would win on Family Feud? And if you did win, which two people would you want to play in the fast money round at the end? Mm. I feel like we'd work decently as a team. I have little faith that we'd be able to win a family feud. Well, yeah, I mean, we definitely didn't sit down and watch Jeopardy as a family or family feud. Or we didn't watch family feud. We didn't watch Jeopardy. We'd be kind of clueless. We'd have to try to figure it out. Oh, give us, give us some benefit of the doubt. We'd be clueless. I feel like we haven't well, clueless. Obviously, everyone who goes on there, you do some studying in advance. I'm sure they prep you as well, so you make sure you, mm-hmm. you're aware of the rules. I don't even watch a ton of Family Feud. I watch I watch it on occasion. Yeah is the is the final is the fast round is that where they like you're you're the one dude standing next to Steve Harvey and they say like you have to like list five things off or something like that. They ask you like five questions. You have to get like the yeah, most. You, yeah, you name it and you get the most, and you stand there. You compete against it. You go in the back so you don't hear it. Mm. It would be fun though. Steve Harvey's hilarious. I don't know who would be the two that came out that came out there. Probably you and Dad. That's who I'd. That's who I'd shove out there. I could go with that. I could. Go, I could go with that. Me, me and Dad will say that. By the way, yeah, Dad, new, scr- the new the new site administrator, Nevada State High School in Reno, earlycollegeenv.com. COVID proof. <laughs> Fake Matt mummy to wrap this up, or at least the social slant of the following sports leagues back in action. Which one has the most? Less weird setup without fans. 
Major League Baseball, NHL, USL, NBA, Cornhole, or WWE? I have not watched any WWE or Cornhole. Um, the least weird. I think NBA's is the weirdest with all those. Really? Uh, yeah, when they have like people zooming in and stuff like that. Oh, I, don't think, like- I think NBA is the best. Well, that's why we got issues. Um, I'm gonna say that the I'm gonna say MLB least weird, the less weird major league least weird major league baseball. Okay. Yeah, they got the cardboard cutouts. Those are the most like you you can feel comfortable around a cardboard cutout. You start zooming people in. I got issues. The best part no. is like if, when, have you seen like when the cardboard cutouts like the head gets chopped off by a foul ball or something like that? And they just leave it out there. Those are the best. Wow, that's great. Yeah. N- NBA, Asshole. not even close, has the the most less weird setup. They have between the crowd noise and uh, the whole production of the show, the quality of the product, you know, the the level of play. That's the less you watch it, and you don't really realize they're playing mm. in like an exhibition hall, essentially. Artificial fans for an artificial guy like you, man. At least the fans are there. You're talking about cardboard cutouts that are sitting there night in, night out. I think the cardboard cutouts are creepy. Those are weird. Well, I mean. But again, like what's Major League Baseball supposed to do? I'm not knocking them for it. Like You know, MLB is the pastime. They're a classic. You know what's a classic? A cardboard cutout. You know how comfortable it is you walk into a store and you see a cardboard cutout like, hey, we have a big sale. Okay. Two for one. Dude, you're going to miss that at Publix. You're going to miss the two-for-one. Man, I've been having to mentally prep. Um, also, my gut. That's a side note. I did have that as my sad, my sad news for the weekly year, but I stepped on the scale this week. And? Take a guess. You're down three pounds. Cool. I've, I've been, been working out. Going, I don't know how it is. I've been eating less. I've been going on runs and stuff. I just think I'm, I'm g- gaining muscle back before I yeah, lose the fat. yeah. 214. What were you last week? I think it was 212. Uh, going the wrong direction. Wrong direction. Maybe the two 30. for one, maybe the two for ones were helping you. Good lord, dude. I've almost gained 30 pounds since December, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Oh my god. Maybe you should maybe you should run to Reno. <laughs> I might need to when you move back. <laughs> I'm gonna start chewing again, spitting. You know, the wrestlers lose weight through the spit. That's uh-huh. how I gotta start doing it again. Yeah. Someone give me some grizzly. <laughs> okay, let's do let's transition to uh, weekend plans, which is brought to you by Silver and Blue Outfitters. Make Silver and Blue Outfitters part of your weekend plans. Your source for Nevada apparel this season, which is going to happen, I think. Pick up your new Nevada apparel today at one of the two locations, the campus location or the Meadowood Mall location. And if you don't want to go out in person, you don't want to wear the mask on your, on your face, on your eyes, on your ears, on every single orifice so we can make sure we have football this fall. Uh, you can check them out online at silverandblueoutfitters.com. What do you got lined up this weekend? Um, it's going to be starting the moving process. It's going to be fairly straightforward, you know, shutting everything down, getting ready to go, start getting stuff out of here. Um, it's I've, We haven't gotten anything lined up 100%, but it's going to be start to, you know, do some of the things that aren't going to be accessible once we're back in Nevada. Um, so whether that be hitting the beach, maybe a couple hitting up some of these breweries around here, those are all on the, those are all on the radar, but um, yeah, no, this, this week and probably the next couple weeks, it's going to start slacking down da- or uh, winding down a little bit here and needing to get a little more serious of getting, uh, getting our lives together 
but I'll always find time to sit on the couch. UFC Saturday. Yeah, got to take advantage. Got to take advantage of Publix at least one last time. Um, it's going to be the things I'm going to cry about yep. as I'm on the 40 hour drive. <laughs> I didn't realize that the Hall of Fame game was supposed to be Thursday tomorrow. Um, I already mentioned at the top that I'm having a hard time getting into the idea that football season is right around the corner because this is usually about right now where I start getting really excited. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a few weeks away. We're it's right there. This is usually when I start getting very excited about football season, and it just I'm struggling with it. I'm really struggling with it because it just feels like I'm going to get my hopes up and I'm going to be let down. So I'm kind of guarding myself emotionally. Mm-hmm. At this what's point, com- what's your confidence level right now? I think we need to d- separate no. college no. football and NFL no. football. Okay, let's start with NFL percentage nfl i'm much more confident i think nfl is going to happen i think they're going to find a way to bully their way through it and figure it out classic college you want a real number i want your real deep in the heart bottom of your gut percentage right now i keep telling myself 100 percent. that's a lie that's a damn lying you know that my number, what I actually think the reality is, they get they play football this fall. Because mm-hmm. if they if they if September twenty sixth doesn't work for the Mountain West and when all these conferences are, are rescheduling, I think the next fallback plan is next year. I think you go okay. back to twenty twenty one or up twenty twenty one. Are they gonna play this fall? I mean, what are I, the I, what are what are the odds? I see Nebraska Iowa nine in the morning, but nobody Mullins, there with Beth Mowens. It's a three nothing mm-hmm. game at halftime. Oh, exactly. Uh, 25%. 25. Man, that's brutal. What would you put it at? College football in the fall? I'd put it at 40%. A little more confident than I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also this weekend, first major golf championship in almost 13 months, PGA championship this weekend uh, in the Bay Area. Then you got the U.S. Open September 17th and the Masters in November, November 12th through 15th, which the NBA playoffs will be over by that point. Who knows if we're going to have football? That might be our thing in November, the Masters, possibility of that, which is just the Reno Masters podcast. That's what, <laughs> that's what, that's a re- rebrand. <laughs> the rebrand, the Reno Masters podcast. Beyond that, I don't really have any plans. I I'm sure that um, Tara is going to have stuff for me to do around the house. So I probably shouldn't have said that. I should have said we have a lot going on um, this weekend. I didn't realize that the NBA playoffs don't start until August 17th. We got some time. Um, I told you I've been really impressed with the product. I think it's entertaining. I think it's fun. There's not a lot of defense (laughs) being played right now. All these scores are like 130 to 128. Yeah. But um, after... This this past week watching games, especially after Thursday, it was my first time I had like real confidence driving. I was over at a buddy John's house watching the first, you know, opening night, Lakers Clippers. Leaving that, I felt like genuinely happy because the product looked good. They're in a bubble. I think it's gonna work. We're gonna have entertaining NBA basketball playoffs for the next at least couple months. So we have that to latch on to at least. Think this hey, thing is going to work. Everybody's got something. Let's get out of here with Random Reno. What'd you find this week? 
the downtown branch of the Washoe County Library was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in what year? 1987. Recency bias. 2013. Wow. 2013, huh? Late to the game. It took so long. Hey, dragging our feet. I really screwed up a stat about square mileage a few weeks ago with San Rafael Park. I said it was like 500 square miles. It was 500 square acres, so not even close. I feel much better about this one. What is the total land area of Reno? Oh, my gosh. Square total miles. Land area, square miles. Inside city limits. Yeah, I, I would assume it's city limits. Oh my gosh, square miles. Uh, this is going to be way, way off. Uh, 650. You think Reno is 650 square miles? <laughs> Re-guess. Re 270. Oh, Jesus. No. Not I will, 24. I'll give you a hint. That was not a very nice answer. 24. That was not a very nice answer. Yeah. Oh, it's six, it's 69 miles. 69.1 miles. Yeah. Nice. Got it. <laughs> nice. That was good. And that is our show this week. Thank you to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to Reno 1868 head coach Ian Russell for coming back on the podcast. Great catching up with him. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Sage Advisors, Archie's, Nevada State High School, Silver and Blue Outfitters, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and that you are following us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at TheRenoSlant.com. Again, we're taking next week off, so we won't be back next week, but we'll be back the following week at the same time the same place have a great great weekend you guys go pack thanks for listening to this episode of the reno slant the weekly nevada sports podcast until next week and we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore